1: and as we seek to point Christ to those who are lost and struggling hey! courageous conversations, and I have to warn you up front, I've had a lot of coffee today. It's a beautiful day, and we're excited about this series because our prayer is to talk to you about the things that we encounter as we look at the world through the lens of faith, and our purpose is to better understand how to navigate what is a spiritual battlefield. With me in the studio today, uh, as always... My wedded wingman, Christy, and Pastor Steve Dennis.
2: Hello, everyone. Glad to be here with you.
1: Hello, hello. I did have a lot of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to talk Steve? real
3: fast today. My going to be out. The window. <laughs> oh, okay.
1: <laughs> would you pray for us? I will.
3: Thank you. Father God, we praise your holy name. We're honored to sit at your feet, to be used by you, Lord. And so that is our prayer today that this time would be used by you for your kingdom glory for your kingdom advance for your people to grow and to draw closer to you and to to encounter more in depth your heart and your desires for them so father god use this time let the holy spirit go before us let it not be the words of us but it, let it be the words of you that that ring true and and bring these people to a, wherever they are wherever they're listening whatever time they're listening that it points them to you it, it guides them To you, your word, your truths, have your way in this time. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Amen.
1: In the course of this series, we have talked about all kinds of things. We've talked about our new puppy, Ruger, (laughs) named after uh, one of my favorite firearms companies.
2: And he's a cutie.
1: He is a cutie, and uh, we talked about how his lack of faith in me when I was walking him near traffic the other day caused him to act like a crazy dog, and it gave me insight into how our lack of trust in God can cause us to act in equally crazy and destructive ways. We talked about a church in Katy which must have decided that the Bible was just a boring book which contained a few interesting suggestions about possible ways to live life, and that it would be much more fun to host Drag Night for all ages to raise money for transgender parenting. We talked about unintended consequences and second- and third-order effects and the far-reaching and damaging ramifications of sin. So we've been all over the place. By the way, I've prayed a lot for that church in Katy, They have been conformed to the world, and they need the Jesus of Scripture, not the one they have invented for their own purposes, but the Jesus who spoke in red in the Bible. I will say that there is, at the same time, a lot to learn from them, because God uses everything for good. And so, to begin today's conversation, I would like to ask, who is shaping your beliefs? Is it the lost who live in the spiritual darkness of cultural anarchy? Is it a politician who will do anything to get reelected? Is it the media and the progressive agenda they scheme to infuse into what passes for news nowadays? Or is it Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior of the Bible, the judge of eternity, and the written Word of God? Is it Jesus Christ? Is it the Bible and what it tells us about the kingdom of God? What is shaping you? Pastor Steve, beginning with you, what is shaping you today?
3: Well, I would love to say that in all things, in every day, in every moment, it's, it's the Word and it's, and it's Christ. But I, I think if we're transparent, we, we can all say that there's times where, uh, I mean, just like the conversation we were having before the show there's times where we can get caught up in our own inertia. We get caught up in our own, okay, Lord, I see that I'm headed this way and, and all is good. Now let me just overrun it. Let me take that and just do more than, than I can, than you ever told me to do. I'm, I'm going to build this thing. I'm, I'm, I'm going to run it. And so with that, I, when I saw the, that, or when you brought up that question the first thing in my mind oh yeah Jesus is shaping me and, and I, I think I can honestly say— We always want that to be yeah the and I think I can honestly say that the word is my guide and, and and the Holy Spirit is is leading me um but I think we'd be amiss if we didn't say that it's still very cap we're, we're very capable of then saying okay, now let me bring in outside things yeah. and 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 let that start shaping my beliefs.
1: I'm going to machine this. I'm going to make it. Yeah. I, you know, uh, I have a picture of a bunch of us standing in the sun. The sky is really blue. Everything else is the color of the desert. And we're about to go outside the wire on a patrol. We're wearing our desert camis. Everybody's locked and loaded. We've briefed everything. And we request permission to exit friendly lines, and uh, this entry control point gate raises, and we walk out into bad guy country. And uh, in Afghanistan, in Iraq, there was a, a solid demarcation between when we were inside the combat outpost and when we were out in bad guy country. But there isn't here now. We are living on a battlefield. The bad guy comes in our house through TV and the internet and the influence that school has on our children and that work has on our lives. And so you're absolutely right when you say it would be amiss to say there are competing influences. I want it to be Jesus, but I must be honest when I say sometimes some of these other things seem to get my attention. Christy, what do you think?
2: I would agree with Pastor Steve. Um, I think the thing that came to mind as I kind of answered it in a way that you did too. More and more today, Scripture, Jesus guides me when I'm intentional. Um, but I think this is the word that came up was that the secular world can just kind of creep in yeah, it's without you know it. And so when you talk about that battlefield, it's like it, it you, there's no... Clear demarcation, and yeah. so all of a sudden you're you're down the road, and you're like, "Wait, what just happened?"
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, here's why it's so important uh, to back up just a second. We have problems in this nation. We have problems in this world. There are cultural problems. There are political problems. There are geopolitical problems. And uh, our children don't know if they're boys or girls. I saw an article today. Uh, The Air Force is very um, proud to have completed a special forces training facility with all gender uh, uh, access. There's men's rooms, there's women's rooms, there's private lockers for uh, all sorts of people. That's the world that we live in. And um, if you turn on CNN, if you turn on Fox News, if you turn on the internet— that makes me sound like an old guy. Turn on the internet. Um, does, does it? Whatever the case. The interweb. There are a lot of people talking about these things. Yeah. And I've said it before on the show. They are admiring the problem. Yeah, exactly. And so I want to know what are we going to do tomorrow when we wake up? And so we're implicitly talking about change. Either they're shaping us or we're shaping them. But at that intersection, we're talking about change. We're talking about transformation. Either we will be more like them tomorrow, or they will be more like us. And when I say they, I mean all of these things. What's behind culture? What's behind politics? Faith, or faithlessness. And when we think about who's influencing us, I want it to be Jesus. Because he spoke plenty about this world. He told us all about this world that we're living in. He gave us an amazing intelligence brief, and if we pay attention to it, we understand better what's going to happen outside the wire tomorrow when we wake up. If we're not really paying attention, if we're thinking that Jesus is just what we do for an hour on Sunday, whether as a cultural statement, a political statement, or a fashion statement, then we miss the fact that he explained this whole world, and so Here's something that occurs to me. We seek all these answers, and we complicate things. But if he was our influence all day, every day, those other issues would get simpler.
2: Well, I think we have to think about, too, it's in there for a reason. It's in the Bible for a reason. He created us. He knows us. He knew we were going to have these struggles. So the answers are there, him knowing that we were going to need them.
3: Well, and we can pro- we can probably bring this back up in the next segment and talk more about it. But I'm going to push back a little bit on on you said a while ago. Is it faith or faithlessness? I'm going to say there is no faithlessness. You're putting you've got some kind of faith. Mm. It's just where is that faith? What, what's that scope of your good faith point. pointed Very toward? Tough. Yeah, good. Decision. So so you're putting your faith into politics. You're putting your faith yep. into karma, self, the stars, myself, being able to what so i whether whether you know it or not you're you're walking by faith, it's just where's that faith pointed, what target is it pointed at and and you know well, like I said, we'll talk more about it, but um most people are walking around with what I like to call is as stewpot theology yeah. i I've got a little of this, I got a little of that I'm gonna use a little bit of scripture and a little bit of Jesus when it's convenient and then but I've also got this and I've also got this and so I've made this big stew theology and that's where I have put my faith in and
1: it's quite complex
3: and it and none of it works
1: right okay fair enough I stand corrected I like that correction I think it's important and uh, what came to mind as you said that was the Jews of the Old Testament who were the first to believe in one God, the living God, and half the time they were still in front of Baal and all of the idols that they had made, and God had a lot of funny things to say about that, which we will talk about in the next segment. Stay with us. So
2: Hello, everyone. This is Christy Mendelow. As you may know, I'm host Richard Mendelow's wingman. You might wonder what a wingman is. Here on Courageous Christianity, it means I'm here to support the host of this show and our efforts to accomplish our mission. And for a donation of $25 or more, we will send you a signed copy of Richard's book, Right Makes Might, 40 Days to Courageous Christianity. You will absolutely love this devotional, and it will help you to be more equipped in your walk as a courageous Christian. If texting isn't a fit, you can also donate by going to CourageousChristianity.today. So text to donate to 281-800-4940 or go to CourageousChristianity.today. Friends, thank you. We are so very grateful for your listenership and for your support. Can we find a friend so faithful?
1: Friends, welcome back. You're listening to Courageous Christianity, and we are having a Courageous Conversation as part of our Courageous Conversations series. And before the break, we were talking about who or what is influencing you. Is it Jesus, or is it the world? Is it politics? Is it uh, one of the many gods that we construct for ourselves? And one of the scriptures in the Bible that I've always enjoyed says about false idols. You take a piece of wood, you cut it in half, you carve an idol out of one half, and the other half you use to build a fire to warm your bread. And then you pray to this idol that you made out of wood. Hilarious is probably the wrong word, but it's so true. You constructed this thing. And and so what is that idol? Maybe it's work. Maybe it's money. Money is going to fix this. If I just had more money, it would fix it. Well, tell me, how many lottery winners are actually better off after winning the lottery? I can Mm -hmm. think of one that I've ever heard of, and that was a guy who just invested it. For the most part, money ain't going to fix it. Okay, I struggled in money for many decades. I understand that money could help some things, but behind money is still the hole in our hearts that only Jesus can fill. So we were talking about that a little bit at the break, and Pastor Steve brought up an interesting phrase that I had never heard of before, and I'd like to hear more. He was talking about avoidance theology. So first you talked about a stew pot where we create this uh, stew, of secular politics theology and then we say oh well i know what god is because he's in my heart and i just know to do the right things right but i've never heard of this avoidance theology before
3: so uh, avoidance theology is is where we take and and it kind of goes along with the stewpot theology we we take things that sound biblical and we'll we'll tweak some layers of truth in there, but not the whole truth. And so then we paint this pretty uh, christian picture of this. Like I said, I, I'm putting my faith in something. Well, this is my version, and I've, 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 I've brought this up. And we, we see this in a lot of things. Well, okay, at this public event, you can say God, but you can't say the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ because there's a lot of people that are okay with you saying god help me god this god that but when you narrow it down to say the one true living god lord and savior jesus christ you now bring a you 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 have you have taken a lot of those gods off the table um, and so that points it to one, and, and if I'm over here saying my, my, my Buddha this, or, or I'm saying all of this, or I'm saying any of these other little g gods, well, I'm okay if you say God, because in my mind, I go to that. But the moment you say Jesus, then now, okay, you're talking about your God and not my God anymore, and you can't do that. So we create this avoidance theology um, and we were talking about a song that that I was I heard I was in a retail store and this heaven help my heart well okay I can pray it's not heaven that's helping your heart you pray to the God of heaven you pray to Yahweh you pray to Jesus the the it, it's it, so that's like you know it, and it's that, an important distinction it, it's an and, and, and a lot of people are going to kind of push back on that but but that's okay because I'll stand firm in in my thought or in in what I'm saying in that. I, I can say there's all kinds of things in heaven. I can say Utopia help my heart. I could you know I could paint any kind of picture I wanted to paint there and call it Heaven.
1: Yeah, you know what uh, comes to me on that that's so important is Jesus said of Satan that when he lies, he speaks his native language. Satan is a liar and we make room for him when we use euphemistic expressions. So rather than saying Jesus Christ, the very specific word of God, son of God, uh, judge, sits at the right hand of God, somebody that we're all very clear on who we're speaking about, we say something like you're saying, which is a euphemistic reference that's just broad enough to allow Satan to creep in there. And then that's how you end up with the stupat theology. Right.
3: So... And that's how we get this, well, heaven's what I make it. So then I'm, you know, yeah, this is my version. And how I get to heaven is uh, whatever. They're, they're just.
1: Um, yeah, I hear that a lot. I, people. I, I,
3: I'm I'm going to meditate my way there or I'm going to do this. So that's my heaven. And now that's who I'm praying to. So here's my little Christianity world. And you it's said not Christianese earlier. I, like I know, that. right? That was an interesting <laughs> new
2: word. Reminds me of the person that we were talking to not too long ago, and um, (coughs) this person said, "Well, I I I read the New Testament, but I don't like reading the Old Testament." I'm like, "No,
1: they said I'm Christian, but I don't like reading the Bible."
2: Well, we remember it a little differently. I remember I was stunned by that. So, whether don't like reading the Bible or don't even like reading the Old Testament. you've got to read the old what testament to yeah. understand the new testament and then obviously also pastor steve i think last week you mentioned um and the second i say that it's going to go out of my head um i'll pass it back because i've, I've now okay, forgotten well, it'll come here's, back if it, here's something
1: <laughs> that occurs to me in that conversation i meet a lot of people when they find out i'm a marine they say i almost joined the marines well let me tell you what happens when you join the marines you know you've joined the marines you step off the yellow bus onto the yellow footprints, and all hell breaks loose. You were taken out of your neighborhood. All of your friends are changed. They're still doing their thing. That's your a, high school good. friends, the neighborhood friends, they've got all kind of stuff going on. You know it's changed. And from 5 to 8 in the morning, you are physically exhausted to within an inch of your life. And then you study all day and you learn the rules and tactics, and you learn how to wear a uniform, and there is nothing about you that stays the same. And it's a worthwhile sacrifice because you are serving your nation. It's bigger than you. You are changed, and you love the fact that you are changed. And you don't want to be what you were. I bring that up because if you say to me, I almost joined the Marines... It's kind of an admission of a brush with greatness that you're saying you didn't have the heart or the concern to do. Well, what is it when somebody says, I'm a Christian, but I pine for the old neighborhood, and I hang out with the same friends, and I don't read and study the rules all day, and I don't bring myself to Christ because I don't like reading the Bible— So truthfully, what about you changed? And if nothing about you changed, are you a Christian? That's why I always go back
2: to if you want to see that change, the outcome of that change, you look at the fruits of the Spirit. Like what what is actually being produced now? Otherwise, you're still the same.
1: Well, I think it's very important. Here's how I'm connecting these two things. After you've gone and become a Marine, you don't want to be sitting in an office cubicle looking at a Rolodex. And for those of you who are less than 50 years old, a Rolodex (laughs) was like this little paper twirly thing where you kept all your phone numbers. Or I heard about it. I never had one, thank you, God. Um, God bless you if you had a Rolodex. I did. Okay. Yeah.
2: Probably still do somewhere. (laughs) My point is
1: I didn't want to go back in the old neighborhood. I didn't want to go back to high school. I didn't want to have the same conversations. I was thinking about the Marines and the state of the world from a military perspective and the uniform that I wore, and what my life was all about. If we give ourselves to Jesus and ask, beg, for that transformation in our lives, then we shouldn't want the old neighborhood, because it's obstructive to that transformation, and we shouldn't want the old friends, and we shouldn't want the same conversations. So there's no such thing as, I do it for an hour on Sunday. You either join the Marines or you didn't. You either became a Christian, and you are in the process of that becoming, because keep in mind, John chapter 1, he gave us the right to become children of God. It's a becoming, and nobody has arrived until they show up and Jesus says, welcome.
2: I think that thinking is important to keep um, ongoing, too, because, for example, right now, I'm at a place where I... I want to change more. So what is it that I need to do now to step into more of that change? Because I want to continue. I don't want to be, even where Absolutely. I am today, I don't want to continue to be a baby Christian, as they say. I want to grow in my beliefs and my closeness, draw me closer to Jesus. Well, as a life.
1: lieutenant colonel, I went to staff college right? because I wanted to know more about being a Marine officer. And I deployed in combat, and that changed me. And so it is about change. It's amazing change. and you you bring up a, a an important point. What is obstructing that change? What will facilitate that change? and we can't have that very honest conversation if we're using euphemisms. And if we think that listening to Christian music substitutes for reading the Bible and spending time uh,
3: seeking Jesus, Pastor Steve. Well, and I think maybe to bring this all back around to how we started the segment uh, with avoidance theology in Acts, Paul is brought before um, the leaders of the, uh, uh, and and they're asking him. Just a little backstory, words of Steve here. They're asking him, "What is this new teaching you're bringing to us? We want to know more about it." And so Paul stood in the. This is uh, Acts seventeen twenty two. So Paul stood in the midst of Areopagus and said men of Athens i observe that you're a very religious in all aspects religious he said for while i was passing through and examining the objects of your worship i also found an altar with this inscription to an unknown god therefore what are you worshiping in ignorance this i proclaim to you so he, he's saying i'm going through and i see all of these different gods and then you have this one over here that says unknown so I guess when you don't, you know, this, I've got the God of this, the God of this, the God of this. And if I, if none of that covers it, well, then I'm going to throw it to this unknown God. Well, so there's, there's my stewpot stewpot theology and I'm bringing all this back and I can wrap it in this nice little bow and call it heaven and then go, oh, help me.
1: It's Yeah, we need to talk about what's real. Because if you're changed by Christ and Scripture and the Holy Spirit, and that will change your perspective, the way you perceive the world, the way you think, the way you feel, and the things you say and do. Stay with us, friends. We'll talk about this more in the next segment.
2: They fought for our freedom and made sacrifices most of us can't imagine, and now our veterans need our help. Hi, friends. I'm Christy Mindelo, Richard's wingman here, on Courageous Christianity. You've possibly heard us talking about Freedom Alliance on the show. It's an organization near and dear to our hearts. Freedom Alliance is healing the wounds of war, including the devastating emotional injuries that cause veterans to reject God's love. Freedom Alliance is saving lives and military marriages. They rehabilitate wounded heroes, donate customized wheelchairs to amputees, and provide college scholarships to the sons and daughters of military heroes. I hope you'll join us in supporting our combat veterans by donating to Freedom Alliance today. I urge you to visit freedomalliance.org to learn more about their mission. We at Courageous Christianity know the team at Freedom Alliance, and we've seen them do the Lord's work. They are committed to helping ordinary Americans who've done extraordinary things. Please go to freedomalliance.org to make a contribution that will change a hero's life.
1: Friends, since we launched this show, Christy Mendelo has been my wingman on Courageous Christianity. To our message of Courageous Faith, she adds her invaluable perspective as a transformational coach. She is the walking embodiment of courage and compassion, and she brings this to bear on those going through divorce in her own show, The Divorce Coaching Hour, which airs Saturdays from 1 to 2 p.m. right here on 100.7 KKHT, The Word. For those who are struggling in their marriages, she brings hope with guests who speak to the myriad counseling options available. For those who are going through divorce, she offers invaluable technical assistance. And for those who are coming out of divorce, she delivers a unique perspective on the opportunity for growth and change. If you are, or a friend or family member is, struggling in a marriage, contemplating or going through divorce, you need a wingman. You'll want to tune in each Saturday to hear from Christy and her guests. One thing is for sure, as I have learned over all the shows on Courageous Christianity, and personally, you can count on Christy for truth, for a faith-based perspective, for compassion, and for insightful guidance. Tune in each Saturday. She'll be there for you as well. Don't miss the Divorce Coaching Hour every Saturday at 1 p.m. on 100.7 FM, KKHT, The Word. Friends, welcome back. You're listening to Courageous Christianity, and we're having an exciting conversation about change and transformation. And I talked a little bit about how the Marine Corps changes you. The Marine Corps changed my perspective when I became a Marine. I looked at everything differently, and that perspective changed again when I came home from Afghanistan and I'd seen combat. The grass seemed greener, the sky seemed bluer, the flag waved with more majesty, and gradually I took ownership of that change in my mind and in my heart with different thoughts and decisions and motivations, and it brought to mind a— Verse from the Bible, 1 Corinthians 13, verse 11. When I was a child, I spoke as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. I want to say this one thing. I talked last week about how I was having trouble. I had a rough day. I was in a bad place. I am not saying any of us are perfect. If you think you're perfect you 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 miss the growth you're missing the next change in perspective where God will reveal more of himself it's like this ladder to heaven and the higher you climb up the ladder the more you see and then that more that you see helps you climb a little higher and then you see more and he reveals it to you and he says if you're faithful with the little he will give you more and the best more that he gives you is understanding of him and knowledge of him. And so please know there is no judgment. There is no uh, I'm better than you. I'm doing it better than you. There's nothing of that. We are all in a process of change. But what I will say is don't pretend that you're changing Don't pretend that it's happening. Invest yourself in the process. If you want to join the Marines, join the Marines. If you want to be a Christian, be a Christian. Let's get in that process. Let's give ourselves to Jesus and say to him, Lord Jesus, I came to you because I want to change. How much sense would it make if I now said, I want to stay the same with my little knowledge and my little ways and the hour that I spend with you on Sunday?
3: It, it's really funny that you bring up that. A lot of people say, I almost joined the Marines, because um, I fall into that category. I, I think I've shared the story with you. Um, and it brings me to, or it, as you were saying that, it, it, it made me think of, and a lot of times it isn't that I don't want to change. Um, it's, so here's my story, uh, quickly, I wanted to be a pilot. Um, and I, I was meeting with the Marine Corps recruiter, took the ASFAB, was doing all the things, um, had, having him over for dinner, all that thing. And then because of my eyesight, they told me I couldn't be a pilot and they told me, uh, you, you can fly backseat, but you can't. I was like, and at the time I'm a cocky 18 year old and that's racing motorcycles and all this I was like, no, I don't fly backseat. I fly or I don't fly, you know, I'm in control or I don't fly. And well no you know he kept on he's like he goes with your height and your score on the asabb and everything you you 'd be a great um embassy guard there's certain restrictions for those guys anyway tried to talk me, and I was like no if i don't get to do what i want to do i 'm not joining your your deal i i, I like and i I, I admire and I, but if I don't get to do what I want to do, then i 'm not going to go through with it and I think so many times people bring that attitude to their walk and and to the to their their uh, belief system. So if this isn't what I want to do, then I'm not going to do that, but yet I desire some of it. So I'm going to create this thing that allows me to still do what I want to do. And that's how we wind up with like the church and Katie and, and all of these things. Okay.
1: Uh, I'm sorry. I was talking about almost being a Marine and here you had this uh, heart rending story about your brush (laughs) with greatness. Um, Pastor Steve's wearing this bright blue t-shirt that says Kingdom Professional Services, and I love it, and uh, Pastor Steve has a, uh, how do you describe your business?
3: Um, It's window cleaning, janitorial, and janitorial supply business.
1: I love it. Um, In any event, before the show, I was telling everybody about the progress of our new puppy, Ruger, and how annoying he has been lately when I walk him from home to the dog park because he does great, does great, does great, paying attention, staying right by my left leg. And then when he realizes we're going to the dog park, he loses his little puppy mind and he pulls and he uh, gets all crazy. And what came to me in your story was instead of trusting our walk, with God staying by his leg and asking him to take us where he knows. We say, I want to get to the dog park. I want to uh, fly or nothing at all. And I get how excited the puppy is to go to the dog park. And I get you're wanting to be a pilot because pilots are awesome. And, and if you don't <laughs>
3: believe me, just ask me. And right?
1: <laughs> But, Isn't there also excitement to say, Lord Jesus, bring me change, and I know that I just have to stay by your leg and seek you every day. Ask, and you shall receive. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. When we seek him earnestly and make ourselves available, as we talked about a week before last on the show, then he can do such amazing things with us that we can't fathom, but we can't pretend, and we can't pursue him euphemistically or for an hour on Sunday. You have to make yourself available.
2: Well, and while I don't know exactly all the details about your company, what I have in my mind, Pastor Steve, is that by the work that you're doing, you are bringing Christ to them. And, I mean, to to in your cleaning company, you're helping them see clearer. And to me, that like... Oh, that's that kind of opens. That just makes my heart space just expand. That you're you're you you may not have gone your path, but you're going his path, and you're bringing the light to people.
1: Well, you know, there's one other thing. If I could interject, that's a beautiful uh, vision. And the other vision that I have is Scripture says we're all priests. We're a holy nation of priests. And so, when you go to work. You're a priest at work, and you just happen to be an actual pastor at work, and I love that because a lot of people think that our spiritual pursuits and our secular pursuits are separated by this chasm, and we jump across that chasm Sunday morning when everybody gets dressed to go to church, and we jump back across that chasm when we leave the church parking lot, and what Your ministry, a pastor at work, in the workplace, the secular place, uh, meeting people, talking to people, me at work. I just think that's totally cool, and I love that picture that you are bringing clarity of vision as you clean windows.
2: And the light. Um, through the
3: windows, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna use that helping people see clear. Um, I can I, both, both The, sides, so- like the
2: song is coming. Um, what is that song? I can by? see clear. <laughs> yeah. I promise you, I so, will not sing
3: anymore. Uh, 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 you <laughs> Watch can see out, Michael, cause, start playing it because <laughs> your your windows will be clear and can help you see. Well, I I've sat in just about every seat within the church. Head pastor, executive pastor, groups pastors, outreach ministry. Doing outreach ministry for nine years and it, it all speaks back to that staying beside God's leg i i would like to sit here and say that i'm awesome at it and and i immediately heal when i'm supposed to heal and attack when i'm supposed to attack and but um this is the season that i'm in um and this is where he has me and i i am getting to do some really cool marketplace ministry type stuff I have a scripture across the back of my shirts and people see that as you know as as a, if i'm clean mm-hmm. and wind- anointed um, yeah, um, I was the
1: scripture it. on the back of Pastor Steve's shirt says, For he rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. God bless you. Amen. That's and,
3: a lot of light and clarity to that one. And so that transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved Son. That's where we got kingdom professional services. And so... um but i'm i'm out there and sometimes it's just as simple as opening the door and someone goes wow thank you and sometimes it's the the interaction that i get with the shop owners and and they're like wow someone actually cares about their job and is pleasant to deal with uh, that's an oddity and that always breaks my heart when i hear that i mean i'm 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 happy that they're happy with the service and this or that but for me to just do what i believe work as if under the lord and that's usually what I'll say. They'll go, they'll go, man, you're doing a great job. I was like, well, I'm just working as if under the Lord, and then that opens that conversation, that right. that that then allows me to go down that road, and and so, but anyway, that's the season the Lord has me in, and for me to, again, just as you said, none of us are perfect, and and I'm not always, sometimes it's got to get through my thick head a couple of times, but for me to say other anything other than yes, sir, then, what am I doing?
1: I would say this is an amazing time to be a Christian, and that might shock some of you. And the reason I believe that is because as the world has come out into the open more and more with the perversity of the devil's lies, so we have a brilliant opportunity to come out into the open with the truth of God. But in order to do so, in the love of Christ, we have to know it. And so we have to give ourselves over to the transformational process genuinely. First and foremost, Lord Jesus, change my heart so that I can be a blessing to those around me. And that's what we find in Scripture as we pursue Jesus on a daily basis. And please don't think that there's a destination. uh, Okay, I'm here. I get it right all the time. I don't. It's combat. You have bad days. But you bring yourself back to the book. You read the black and white. You don't make your own God or your own theological stew. You say, I want the simplicity of loving Jesus Christ. Stay with us. We're going to talk about that in the final segment.
2: Recently, Ryan Reed was a guest on Courageous Christianity, and we want you to know more about his jiu-jitsu gym. Gracie Jiu-Jitsu is a place where you'll find good people and great jiu-jitsu. Whether you were training to learn self-defense, to get in shape, looking for a new hobby, or want to compete, Gracie Jiu-Jitsu in Huntsville, Texas has something for you. Log on to GracieUmaitaHuntsville.com to learn more and to get your two-week free trial. Log on to gracieumaita. Huntsville.com today. Did you know that about 25 million Christians don't vote consistently? That's about one in three Christians, and that's a staggering and unfortunate amount. Many Christians stay home on election day because they think their vote won't really make a difference. But what if 90 million Christians stood united for Christ? We could have a real influence on our nation. God's word clearly calls us to bring the influence of our faith into every aspect of our lives. We here at Courageous Christianity, along with My Faith Votes, want to see Christians boldly standing united for Christ. My Faith Votes is a nonpartisan organization that mobilizes and equips believers to pray unceasingly, think biblically, and vote in every election. Even though the recent elections have passed, now is the time to join with us and My Faith Votes to pray, think, and vote in all future elections. Go to myfaithvotes.org to learn more about voting your faith and to stand united for Christ.
1: Right here. Friends, welcome back. You are listening to Courageous Christianity, and we're having a courageous conversation about the true opportunities available to us when we bring ourselves with humility to Jesus and seek the black, white, and red of God's Word as written in the Bible. And... Uh, Pastor Steve said this is a talk radio show so that I should not do any singing because he didn't like my whole singing about the clouds gone, you know. I forget what that song was It already jumped out of my mind. You can see clearly now. I can see clearly now the rain is gone, so I will not sing anymore. But I will tell you about a, a, an amazing voice and an amazing individual that we met in Mississippi, Dave Bray. A uh, beautiful voice uh, and an amazing mission— to uh, uh, just share his passion for Christ and the United States of America through music. And he's going to be on the show um, next month. We're excited uh, that Dave will uh, be here. And he is going to kick off our series um, throughout the month. We'll be talking about uh, politics as we lead into the elections. And so... How does that um, go with today's show? The way it goes with today's show is when we bring ourselves to Jesus and we uh, pray for the change that he can work, that nobody else can work in us, and then that should change what we do. It should change what we think, our priorities, uh, what we say, The way we look at things, and as we look at things more and more through the perspective of Scripture and the love of Jesus, we see them new. We climb higher on that ladder, and then we see more. And then uh, it doesn't take long before you're looking down on your old neighborhood and your old friends, and you have to feel compassion because you see things that they don't, and you see them in struggle and you see them in pain. And that's how the love of Jesus truly does help you to agonize over people. And remember, when Jesus saw the masses, he had compassion on them, for they were harassed and confused like sheep without a shepherd. And so what I'm offering, like Dave Bray and some of the other people who are going to be on the show when Jesus truly changes our heart. We can be that shepherd for those around us. I Christi. can't
2: help but think about my own transformation and journey. Um, like you all have alluded to, I didn't make maybe some great choices along the way. Um, you married me. Uh that, that, that was, was a great choice. I said didn't make. It was past oh. tense. Okay. <laughs> We're talking about an evolution here, a transformation. Okay. Because did you know I, I was a pilot? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I recall that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I gave my life to Christ in April of 2000, and I remember speaking of music. Uh, I took a trip to go see a couple friends in the Austin area after that, and I, that's the first time I started listening to KSBJ, and I really haven't turned my music back from Christian music, that in large parts, but along the way, um, I th- I th- we've there have been um, low points, dark points, and I've drawn closer to Jesus after that. And low points, and and of course a very high point marrying you, Richard. Of course, okay, thank, thank you, you, God. But my point in that is, when we're talking about we're talking about having compassion on others, I think we have to have compassion on ourselves uh, as well. And but know as we talked. In another show, Pastor Steve, about conditioning, know when that, to go back to the first segment, that that darkness starts creeping in, that we need to go back to, we we need to draw closer to Jesus. And I'm a walking embodiment of that. And I have a long way to go.
1: Uh, We all do. Um, And it really is true. The further you go, the more you realize you have to go. It's uh, I re- once read an article, it was talking about why amateurs think they are better than they are. And it described this process of learning whereby you learn a little, and because you only know about a little, you think you know a lot. But a professional learns a lot, but they know how much more there is to learn, Right. so they never really think they've arrived. And I would be very... Um, Uh, leery of the person who thinks they know. Here's what I would say. God reveals himself. If you're faithful in the little things, he will reveal more. You'll climb another rung up that ladder. You'll see more. You'll realize how little you know. But what will tug at your heart is both compassion for those who are not seeing as much as you are, and also the desire to know more. And that's actually a devotional that I read recently. Uh, the devotional was entitled, what ne- uh, What's Next to Do? And the scripture is from John chapter 13, verse 17, and it says, If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. And the devotional uh, starts off, Be determined to know more. If you yourself do not cut the lines that tie you to the dock, God will use a storm to sever them and to send you out to sea. Put everything in your life afloat upon God, going out to sea on the great swelling tide of his purpose, and your eyes will be opened. That's exciting.
3: It it, it goes back to everything that really that we've been saying. I, I, see, I see this show coming full circle just in that. And, you know, you mentioned in this this musician that you guys ran into, and how does that go along with, you know, the original question we asked when we started the show is, what is shaping you? And what I hear in that is someone that has allowed God's direction, his word, his uh, guidance to to shape the direction he's going to take his music, um, the the message that he's going to bring through it, uh, if, if he has the gifts and the talents of singing then then why not use that for the lord and that I think is is the whenever whenever i'm using god's word, the Holy Spirit chasing after the man that God's calling me to be god he created me to be that he's gifted me to be then then I will start to make those choices, and I'll use. Instead of chasing the rock star status, then I will. Uh, that 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 no longer appeals to me. What appeals to me is to use my voice for the Lord. Amen. And so, and I think that's where so many of us, and I, I think that that's where that's where so many men right now, they they may have one or two pieces of it, but they're they're not may not be the best word, but it's not it's not a complete package. I'm not I'm Amen. You know, Absolutely. I'm, not, I'm not I'm not walking in my gifts. I'm not using that for the Lord. For pieces
1: of the package, yeah. but we're not putting it together. Exactly. Man down, man down. I'm bleeding
0: out. There's
3: no time, no time to so please hear me out these are the last few words that I'd like to say to you all. Let's go. Sorry, sorry, sorry that I can't be the
0: man that she's gonna be gonna take Tell her I'll be waiting where the winter meets the fall.
1: His music's amazing. Uh, In any event, we're at our moment of truth. As you know, in every show, we have a moment of truth where we look at Scripture, which informs our discussion, and we do this to remind ourselves that God's Word is our first refuge, that it's always relevant, and that it never fails. And today, Romans chapter 12, verse 2, says this, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, is good, pleasing, and perfect will. Friends, this verse has three critical parts to it. First, do not conform to the pattern of this world. This world is lost. Whether you do what the world says to do, or whether you do the opposite of what the world says to do, the world is still deciding who you are. Do what the Bible says. Strive in every situation to reference the Bible then pray for guidance, then act. Second, this verse says to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That means that the way you think will be changed. When you become a Marine, the way you think is changed. When you become a Christian, the way you think must be changed. By prayer and consistent reference to Scripture, combined with the work of the Holy Spirit and the conditioning of your perspective to look at the world through the lens of faith, You will be transformed. In that transformation, your beliefs, your thoughts, your feelings, your actions, and your words will be transformed. That is the fruit of the renewing of your mind. Not only will you not worry about what the world thinks, in many ways you won't worry about what you think. And I know that sounds crazy, but it is amazing and true. You won't worry about what you think. Your biggest concern will be, what does God think? As that happens for each of us, there is tremendous freedom to let go of our flesh with its opinions and our earthly needs, and that makes the kingdom perspective even easier. Finally, this verse says, Then you will be able to test and approve what God's perfect will is. This happens because as we pour everything through the filter of Scripture and that new and renewed perspective without the entanglements of the world our flesh, or our ego, it will become easier to discern the right course in any situation, doing the right thing, at the right time, for the right reason, in the right way. And that's Courageous Christianity. We are honored to walk with you in Christ. God bless and semper fi.